Portions of this program may be pre-recorded. All engines running, commit liftoff. Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio. This is Doug McCary. It is Friday, July 17th. Hard to believe we're already halfway through July. And um, it is, man, hot. It is hot out there. Hey, big shout out to all our listeners up on the Lighthouse. Thank you so much up in the Chesapeake, Virginia area for tuning in. And WMER in Meridian, Mississippi, my old stomping grounds where I grew up. Thank you folks for listening. And uh, in St. Augustine on 91.9, Jacksonville 91.7, 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia, all our SWAT app listeners and the radio, SWATradio.com listeners, the internet, thank you for listening. Uh, whether you're listening live, uh, we are live, this is a live program, uh, or you're listening to the podcast after the fact, we're glad you're joining us today. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And our core values are uh, Bible being our authority and starting point, prayer being close to our commander, evangelism, engaging witnesses for impact, discipleship, making Christ's last command our first priority, and community, a band of brothers around God's word, doing life together. And I'm excited about our get. I have guests today. Uh, Friday, we typically have SWAT guys come in and We'll just talk about, you know, discipleship. But uh, today we have the privilege of having a couple of brothers, uh, one from um, Virginia. Uh, well, I guess they both are in Virginia yeah. now, but uh, <laughs> but one of them uh, originally from Colombia. Yes. And so uh, I'm so glad to have Stephen Walker uh, and also Victor Canis. Thank you guys for joining us today. Hey, thank you for inviting us. Yeah. So, uh, Stephen, I'm going to start with you. Um, first, I want to thank you for participating with the uh, food share yesterday. It was an awesome event. Yeah. And um, I know, Victor, you were there. Thank you for doing the – you were doing some photos and floating around. Appreciate all that. But, you know, it's it's such a privilege to go and serve. And we, we've been going through Francis Chan's book, Letters to the Church, here, kind of discussing some of the themes. And, okay. you know, the last week we've been talking about how much more blessed it is to give yes. than to get. And to go give to people who are hurting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, you had the privilege of actually sharing with somebody and seeing them pray to receive Christ. Oh, right? yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing just to witness the the men that came out, your men came out strong to help out uh, the church. You know, they, they were definitely appreciative of the fact that there are men who care and that, and actually there were women out there too. Uh, yeah, they came out. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, it was a beautiful thing to see how many people were th- willing to help and how many people God brought there for, for, uh, to get their needs supplied. Yeah. And we, we were able to serve a lot of people, a lot of families that uh, came by and cars to pick up food. And uh, I just really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you to uh, Senator Tony Hill, who works for Congressman Al Lawson, and also for Congressman or for City Councilman Reggie Gaffney. Yeah, I appreciate so much him. Yeah, they rolled up the, their sleeves and got to work. Yeah, they were out there working, so it was great. Well, uh, Stephen, you 
have a website called MyPurposeMyPower.com. Yes. And it says on here that you are a purpose and power coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a coach, too. I All like right. coaching. Coach, I got my degree in coaching. Okay. But um, coaching means a lot of things to a lot of people. So when you talk about my purpose and power and being a coach in that, what does that mean? What that means is uh, there are people who, who literally, uh, they realize they are not where they need to be right now. There, there are people who work in all kind of jobs, and, and they go to work every day. They're faithful doing that, but that's not their purpose. And uh, and so it, it came to me after I got laid off due to COVID, um, um, you know, with the layoffs that came because of COVID, uh, recently from a, a, a broadcast company that I was working for, uh, I, I was sitting at home thinking, you know, I have so much to give the world. And constantly we work for companies where we're limited in our giftings. We aren't able to give everything we want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there has to be people like me, people who know they have a greater purpose and want to walk in that power to be able to do that. We call them entrepreneurs or we call them, you know, independent uh, people. They, they start their own companies or they get into ministry or nonprofits. Uh, and, and I decided to make that my life mission, that I'm going to step out. I'm going to walk in my purpose and also uh, discover my power and, and just really, honestly, just allow God to show me who he created me to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and as soon as I stepped out, he began to confirm that, that these are the things that you were created for. He began to open up doors, and uh, and part of the journey that I'm on is discovering how it, how important it is to understand your purpose, and then not being afraid to step out in faith. And as you step out in faith, God gives you power then to become what He created you to be. In fact, if you don't step out in faith, a lot of times the power we operate is our own power. Yeah. Oh, and that's dangerous. It's a terrible place to be. A lot yeah. of times, sometimes it feels safer to us. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's not, yeah. right? I yeah, mean, because we're, we get used to it. It's almost like having on a straitjacket. Yeah. It's comfortable. My arms are wrapped around me, and uh, I don't have to do anything different. Every day I'm the same person, but that's not it. You're, that person is alive, but they're not experiencing life. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference. You know, the call to purpose is a great call. God is always drawing us out of our comfort zones into a new area where it takes faith to get to. And, you know, the word God talks about without faith is, faith is impossible to please him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he allows situations to come like it's happening right now in the world that challenges us where we are and, and, and causes us to come out, to be shaken enough to come out, to dare to come out and become different and to become something more than we are uh, before it hit. Well, what what I loved about and one of the reasons I appreciate you guys coming on the program today, because uh, I know you're only down here for a brief visit yeah. and uh, you, you were doing meetings and stuff and so i invited you to come and you were so gracious to come but the what i witnessed yesterday was i mean i think i talked to you maybe three or four times throughout the morning mm-hmm. uh i never knew that you got laid off mm-hmm. i mean it, it you didn't wear that like oh man i'm you know my life. you you were out there serving in yeah. spite of what happened that Right now, for a lot of people, to get laid off is a scary thing. Sure. And and they're, like, thinking more about what I need to do for me, not yeah. what I need to do for others. And you're there sharing the gospel, serving people, praying with people, and, and Victor is out there with you. And I just I appreciate that. And, you know, we had yesterday uh, Dr. Tony Evans on during the first half of the program. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he said is that – you know, we have to believe in God in the midst of the unbelievable. That's it. That's it you know, we, we, we've got we've got to go out as his kids and realize there's no limitations for us. Mm-hmm. 
in serving him. And I think so often we see uh, I, we see people trying to live a life where they're guarded in their faith. They don't they you can't have faith if you can see everything you're going to do and how you're going to do it. That's right. It doesn't take faith. Matter of fact, you're you can't receive anything if both your hands are closed. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are holding on so tight to what they have, they can't get what God is trying to bring to them. And I think that's what the difference is between where I was when I got the news, the, the very moment when uh, my VP of sales and, and, and regional market manager said that, you know, unfortunately, you know, we're going to have to let you go. It's nothing that you did wrong. Uh, we just need to downsize a bit. Uh, in a split second, God gave me his peace. And I realized that I, I didn't get let go. I got set free. Mm-hmm. And there's wow. a difference there. You don't, we don't, Christians don't get let go. We get set free. We, we move from purpose to purpose. And so what, what God revealed to me after that call was, it's time out for surviving. We need to thrive. No no longer do we survive. We I was thrive wondering now. how you're going to work thrive in. Yeah, oh my, yeah that's the name of our, our <laughs> church. That's the name of this <laughs> church up there. So that was a nice segue that nice. into that. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Well, let, let me uh, divert over to uh, Victor just for a second. So, Victor, how did you get connected with Stephen? So I was going to say something about the entrepreneur part, and I, would, I didn't want to call you off, but when he was mentioning that the word entrepreneur as a Christian sense, it can be good. It can become a Godpreneurs. Mm-hmm, exactly. So yeah. That's, that's like good. That. I like that. I like Godpreneurs. <laughs> Godpreneurs. So, I like that. Gonna, Did you make that up? We're going to trademark no, 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 We're really. trademarking that. Don't take it, people. A Godpreneur. Yeah, I got it. So, so how did you connect? We got about a minute before the break, but how did you connect with Stephen here? Yeah, so Stephen is part of our, our Thrive Church. Uh, I've been actually part of Thrive Church before he uh, he became part of Thrive. And we just connected. We're part of the same campus, our uh, Richmond City campus in that church. Um, and ever since that, I've just been able to, uh, with Mark Thomas, which is another uh, cam- our campus pastor from that church, we connected with Stephen Walker, and he's now the pastoral, pastoral care mm-hmm. uh, pastor from that church. And he's like, he has a vision of the things that he wants to do, and I'm here on board and just documenting the process as well. Yeah. All right, so you're just traveling with him and walking with him? Oh, it was a God thing. I mean, when, when God said that uh, he was going to, I know we got just a few seconds, okay. but when God shared with me that now I can walk in purpose, he also shared me I would not be alone. Uh-huh. And, and that he, was and the he thing. Brought, and brought you a, he a br- Timothy. Yeah, he brought he me got a Timothy. You, a Timothy. you <laughs> oh, got yeah. a Timothy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and as soon as I told him what I was doing, I told him I was coming to Florida, and he's like, you're going to Florida? Hey, I want to go to Florida. And I'm like, really? You want to go? Let's go. That's that's awesome. Well, I'm glad y'all are here. Well, we're going to have to take a break just for uh, some sponsors. But thank you so much for being here today. We're going to get back and continue to talk about God's Word, God's Kingdom, uh, Thrive Church. You're going to share yeah. a little bit about that, Absolutely. a little more of your stories. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to just uh, maybe even take some questions from callers during the last segment oh, today great. all right um hey you're listening to swat radio i have stephen walker who is the campus pastor nope uh, i am uh, the pastoral care pastor okay hey let me restate that yeah. we have stephen walker <laughs> let's take two we have stephen walker who is the pastoral care pastor at thrive church in richmond virginia and uh, we also have victor canis who is working with him, documenting everything. He yeah, is, so cool. He's been like a little personal cameraman everywhere. Yeah. And we're going to be coming back to talk about uh, life. Uh, really, uh, Stephen has experienced a lot. He's going to share some of that with us. And we hope you'll just stay tuned. And if you're getting out of your car, you can go to SWATradio.com. Click on the Listen Live link, and we'll be right back after this break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. 
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. Swat Radio. Steven's talking to this Facebook Live audience here on, on here. Thank you so much for listening today. You're listening uh, to Doug McCary of His Light Ministries and with my guests, Stephen Walker and Victor Canis, uh, up from the Richmond, Virginia. By the way, I spoke in Richmond a long time ago at the University of Richmond to the Spider basketball yes, team. Yes. Wow. They yes. actually let me practice with them because oh. it was during the off season. Okay, but uh, yeah, that was my memories of Richmond. Yeah, I, I've actually driven past there once or twice. Yeah, beautiful. So they, they didn't ask me to play basketball or nothing. Yeah. Just... <laughs> that's that's a, well, I was a chaplain for the Houston Rockets back at the time, oh, and so yeah. so they allowed me to go in there and run with them. It it was it was good. So anyway, awesome. if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Stephen Walker from Richmond, Virginia, and. His Timothy Victor Canis, uh, also the cameraman, uh, kind yeah. of, uh, kind of just his traveling partner there. You know, one thing I love, um, Stephen, is when you like yesterday. I remember sending a guy out. They said we need to send somebody out to the road to direct traffic, and they said it only takes one person. I said no, we send two. Every you should never go alone. Yeah, that's you right. always have 
a battle buddy with you. Exactly. And I, I learned that in the Marine Corps. And as a pilot, you have blind spots always. Yes. And it's always good to have an extra set of eyes see, looking where you can't see. And I think one of the biggest issues I see with men in our culture today is we have a lot of loners. Yeah. A lot of lone rangers who... They they surface sea will talk to people, mm-hmm. but they don't share their struggles with guys. They don't get into conversations really that allow other men to speak truth in their life. And I've asked this question a bunch. I say, who do you have putting their finger in your chest saying, Are you in the word? Yeah. Are you praying? Mm-hmm. Are you struggling with anything? Yeah, that's real. And being honest with that person. So many guys don't have anybody asking those questions. And I think that's one reason we have a lot of moral failures. Listen, we're all going to fail. In fact, we we do fail all the time, but failure doesn't have to define us. No. We're not failures. We failed, yeah. and there's a difference. Yeah. God made us to learn from our mistakes, and I I know you got Steve Jobs on the, on your webpage there. Yeah. Steve Jobs didn't get where he was by not failing. Oh, all he did was fail. I and know. He failed his way to success. <laughs> which is so powerful. Well, it, it, and it happens all the time. Well, listen, tell us about Thrive. Okay. I know it's a series of churches. It's not just one location, right? Yeah, so we, tell us about We actually it. have uh, two campuses, and uh, Pastor Kevin Bordeaux is our senior pastor over mm-hmm. our Chesterfield campus. Uh, he's, the, he's the one that had the vision. He came in, and uh, the church that we, uh, the first church that we got to was actually a private tennis club, and it's huge. And, um, but he had the vision to come in and revamp it and revitalize uh, not only the church but the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a multicultural church. Uh, we're a seeker-friendly church, you know, just non-denominational, love Jesus, love the word. Um, but when I first got to uh, Richmond, I was looking for a church, and my sister said, look, you need to go to this church. And, and I'm like, well, okay, look, the pastor really needs to know more than me because I've been in Bible study teaching for a long time. I preach for a very long time. So she's like, no, you got you to meet him. And I actually, I reached out to him on Facebook. And uh, and all you pastors and ministers out there, you got to listen to this because we, we got to stop doing things the old way, like come and see me. You know, that's not the way guys, that's not the biblical model. I said, I want to meet you. And he said, okay. So we met at Starbucks and uh, he came in and this guy, bald head, young white guy, tatted on both arms. And uh, I was like, wow, okay, that's different. And he came and sat down and we talked. And I was like telling him my story. And I asked him, say, tell me your story. You know, what's going on? How, how did you get into everything? He told me his story. And I couldn't believe it. This guy is so down to earth, which we need to be, not religious. It's about relationship. And he shared God's word in such a way that I was like, wow, mm. I can learn from this guy. Mm. I can submit. And that's important in leadership. It's not enough to participate. You need to be able to submit to leadership. Guess that's the only way you're going to grow. Well, and if you don't have respect for your leader, it's yeah. going to be very difficult. And one of the things, I, and I, what I love about what Jesus did is he never said, come follow my teaching. <laughs> he said, come follow me. me. In yeah. other words, it's not just about the data that comes out of the mouth of the pastor. Mm-hmm. It has to be about the leading and the modeling and, and the encouragement. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think we do a pretty good job of teaching in the American church and we do a pretty good job of encouragement, but I think where we fall short is accountability and modeling. I, I really think that, that that's where we fall short. So there's a difference in that style. A lesson is something you learn, but a lifestyle is something you follow. And I think that's what you're talking about. A lot of people aren't living the lessons. Mm-hmm. They're teaching a lot of lessons, but a lifestyle is what you follow. Victor, you going to say something? I was going to say that's good. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what it comes down to. But I also want to give credit to uh, 
Pastor Mark Thomas. Mm-hmm. I was at the Chesterfield campus and I was serving and doing whatever they needed me to do. And uh, we had a leadership meeting and um, we broke out into groups. And so I was in a group and there were other groups. This one guy stood out. You ever meet a guy that just lights up the room? He's just on fire for the Lord. He loves everybody. And so this guy I'm was looking at him right now. <laughs> Praise <laughs> the Lord. Uh, so am I. Yeah. And uh, and so um, but Pastor Mark just stood out. And I just said, you know, to myself, Lord, who is this guy? And when I found out who he was, I was like, man, I'd love to be in fellowship with this guy. And a couple of years later, you know, they had a need at the Richmond campus and I came over and I'm just honored to be a part of the, the team over there. Well, uh, I am so glad God brought you guys here. Now, I know on your website, when you go on there, and by the way, I want to give you that website. It's My Purpose, My Power. No space, no hyphens or anything, just mypurposemypower.com. And you can learn more about Stephen Walker and his ministry up there. He has a podcast. You can click on that and listen. Uh, episode yes, pur- Purpose and epi- Power. Episode one, mm. uh, I'm going to say uh, ethnic prejudice and, and in America. He yeah. says racism and prejudice. <laughs> I'm trying to get, you know what, I, I and I, I want your take on this because, okay. one, you have more melanin in your skin than I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm chocolate. You're vanilla. Yeah, yeah. well, I have a brother. Uh, in fact, I had him on a couple of weeks ago, Melvin Adams. He was a Harlem Globetrotter. He calls me white chocolate. Okay. He says. So, <laughs> white chocolate. so anyway, uh, but uh, and Victor even has more melanin because he's from Colombia. Oh, yeah. Uh, but um, the Latin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got that Latin blood in him. But um, anyway... We, we had a guest on um, about, I don't know, a month ago, and he did a podcast, a guy named Daryl Harrison out of Out West, number one Christian podcast in the country, oh, by the way. Oh, praise God. Good for and uh, Daryl grew up in Atlanta in a very tough part of town, mm-hmm. but he said, and I agree, that biblically, if you go straight to the Bible, we all are one race. Well, you know what? If you want to be honest, you got to go all the way back to Genesis. We all came from Adam and Eve. Adam. So we're one race. There's only one race, the human race. The human race. Yeah. But yet, if you the other day somebody floated a thing out on social media that says that if you say that, that is a racist statement. I'm not kidding you now. Just to say we're all one race. That's a biblical statement. Well, yeah. I mean, you're going to have people who they just like being the opposite of what's true. I mean, that's. That's true. There's no way around that statement. I mean, God made the human race. So if you say to say that that's racist, that's just that's ignorance. Well, quite honestly. well, the, we had a guy on yesterday, Vody Bakum. I mentioned Dr. Vody Bakum. By the way, if you have never heard of Vody Bakum, V O D D I E Bakum, go to YouTube, put in his name. He is a very gifted thinker, biblically and orator. He can put out some good information. The man. Um, he grew up in South L- Central LA, okay, and uh, played football at Rice. Mm-hmm. But uh, he has a passion for communicating the truth. But he agrees with what Daryl Harrison said. Okay, so let me understand context then. Before I pass judgment, let me back up for a second. So, what did he mean by that? All right. So, what he's saying is that um, that there is racial uh, or ethnic prejudice, not racial, but ethnic prejudice mm-hmm. based on skin color. Sure. But but we're one race, and so we use terms like racism. Any ism is is when you when you say racism, you're giving people external things. Okay, okay. You, you, we can't control our skin color. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Victor can't control the fact that he's light brown. Mm-hmm. 
I can't control the fact that I'm white. You can't control. You're actually the a pretty color pink. Oh, well, pink. I, I pink. <laughs> but you can't. We can't, can't control no. that. No. And so those things were predetermined by God, according to what Acts says in Acts it's, 17, no, yeah. that the time that we live, the place that we live, we were put here by God during these times. Sure. What we can control is what comes out of our inside, mm. and and that is the sin that we have to deal with, not whether somebody is in a different socioeconomic class, whether they're in a different uh, skin color or ethnic background. Those things are what people are born with, and we make judgments purely on what those externals are. That's wrong. It doesn't sure. matter who you are or where you are yeah. to judge somebody by their exterior without knowing them. Yeah. And, and that's happening a lot right now in our culture, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's true. But, you know, you, you look at Martin Luther King, he, he talked about judging a person not based on anything except the content of their character. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's where we should be at uh, in a, in a society of, of thinkers, intelligent people. That's where we, it shouldn't matter which color, what color you are, because color is not a determination of intelligence or anything else. It's just simply what God created us to be. Mm-hmm. And all men are created equal, no matter what color you are. I mean, that's the reality. So, um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So anyway, I, when we come back, we got to go to our another break. I, I want you to just think about these things from what you're experiencing up in the Virginia area, because mm-hmm. we have listeners in Chesapeake, Virginia, and people have been a little hesitant to call and talk, you know, because this is live, we take calls, but okay. to talk about these issues, either A, they're afraid to be highlighted having mm. an opinion because people are losing jobs sure. right now. Yeah. If you, people are being fired because they post something on social media or whatever. Yeah. So, um, any, any, but I want to come back and talk about how people with no standards, they're certainly not biblical standards, are trying to inform people with biblical standards <laughs> what's true and what the true standard is. Yeah. And so when we come back, I want to get into that just a little bit with you, okay? Okay, absolutely. And Victor, I want to get you on because even though you're a Timothy, I heard you got a pretty cool story and I want to hear it, all yeah. right? So, hey, you're listening to SWAT Radio and I have um, Stephen Walker and Victor Canis on. Uh, they are my guests from Richmond, Virginia, home of the spiders up there. And uh, anyway, um, Stephen is a pastor of pastoral care at uh, Thrive Church. And uh, we are so glad they're joining us today. You can go to his website, mypurposemypower.com. If you want to know more about Stephen, we'll be right back after this news break on the half hour. You're listening to SWAT There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walks away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. For the good Lord has come to seek and save. He's on
Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. This is Doug McCary of His Light Ministries, and today with my guest from Richmond, Virginia, Pastor Stephen Walker and his sidekick, Victor Canis. <laughs> my brother in the Lord. And Victor. Yes, sir. Buenos dias, señor. ¿Cómo está? Muy bien, gracias. ¿Cómo that's, about, that's about the extent of what I can know, man. But I have been, uh, actually, I've been to Ecuador and was interviewed on a, a Spanish station down there, and I had to do the whole thing through How a translator. Was it was good. Experience? It was good. I shared my story down there. Um, you know, uh, like uh, Stephen, Stephen had, uh, I think, a couple of accidents or something that were pretty sure. traumatic for you. I had yeah. a accident in the marine corps where i was almost killed in a plane crash and so oh, goodness so i share that and i was sharing that when i was down there um and they p- had a translator doing it but hey we're glad you could join us uh steven did not grow up in richmond it says a boy from philly to delphia like yeah the, germantown yeah so were you a philly eagle fan i am a eagle fan yeah still are yeah absolutely so so uh, one of the guys that played for the Eagles, he played for the Jags and went up there. There's a guy named uh, Steven Wisniewski. Mm. And uh, I know his dad, Leo Wisniewski. Both those boys went to Penn State, too. Oh, okay. by the, they were Penn State mm-hmm. standouts. But anyway, Steven, it says on your website that uh, you were physically and sexually abused. Absolutely, yep. Mm. And that you struggled with your identity and you had multiple injuries from two separate accidents. Were they car accidents? or uh, yeah, one was a um, a bus accident, actually, and um, another one was a, a bike accident. And so in both cases, you got pretty messed up from that. Yeah, I got stitches in both legs. Now, were yeah. you a believer at that time? No, no, I was not a believer. My mom took us to church, and I did believe in God, but I never I hadn't accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So, so between the physical abuse, sexual abuse, the uh, injuries and stuff, and not being a believer at that time, did you wonder if there was a God with all that stuff happening? Actually, no, the exact opposite. I knew there was a God, but I was pissed off at him. Yeah. Well, you were mad. Oh, no, I was, I was completely it, 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 pissed. I actually went outside one day and said, God, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, how could you? My mom is taking us to, to church, and she's trying to do right, and all this stuff has happened to us. And, like, what kind of God does that? Like, you know, as a child, you don't really understand. Yeah. And um, and so, yeah, he he uh, he took that, you know, as a father would take a little punch from a four-year-old. Right? Yeah. So, uh, but he knew it was based out of not really knowing who he is and what he was doing. So yeah, well, um, when you uh, when you came to faith, how did that happen? Oh, Ooh, that is a great question. Uh, actually, I, I how much time do we have? No, no. no. <laughs> so so my mom met an Egyptian. I had just graduated from high school and I was not a Christian. Did he walk like an Egyptian? No, no. Just, <laughs> yeah. I just Actually, I looked like an Egyptian. You yeah. remember a kid in play with the, the tall yeah. box? Yeah, yeah. Well, I had that. And when we landed in Cairo, I came out of the airport and people were laughing and pointing at me. And I'm like, what are they doing? It turned out I looked like a pharaoh. I had a long goatee mm-hmm. with a tall black hairstyle. So it looked like I had on a oh pharaoh's God, hat. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I, I quickly got that cut off and got that fixed. But uh, when I was in uh, was when I was in Egypt um, is when it happened. God revealed himself to me in a special way. Uh, and uh, through a couple of dreams, he, he manifested his power to me. Uh, and and I, there was no question that there was a God. I realized in Egypt, when you're there, there's a tangible um, tangible sense of evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can you can sense it in the atmosphere. You can sense it in the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and not all of the people. A lot of them were filled with love and things like that. But anyway, God used, I say I was delivered out of Egypt. God used my trip, it was 30 days over there, uh, to Egypt to, uh, to get my attention and to, to turn my heart back to him. Wow. And so when did that happen? 
That was uh, 1989. 89. Yeah, I was 19 years old. Wow. Yeah. 1989. So, man, that that was. Uh, about 21 years ago, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. About 21 years 21 ago. years, yeah. 21 years ago. And so how when you came back to the States with that newfound desire to connect mm-hmm. with God that he was drawing you to, what did you do with it back here? Well, I'm a creative guy. I'm an artist. I write poetry and things like that. So I started kind of using my gifts to begin, try to glorify God and, uh, and, and decided I wanted to start a ministry. Uh, and I had just had my son, Joshua. I started winning people to Christ, you know, evangelism, getting in the streets and telling people about Jesus and on fire. And then one day it hit me. I didn't even know I grew up without without my father. He divorced my mom when I was one. And uh, I, I started thinking, you know, I, I don't even know if my father has given his life to the Lord. So I told my mom I wanted to find him. And so over a period of about a week, she found out he was in Philadelphia uh, and everything. And so I was excited. I'm like, I get a chance to win my father to the Lord and maybe he can bring restoration back to our family. And this is going to be amazing. I'm starting my ministry. And. And uh, so I brought my son over to my mom's house to uh, to then go and, and type up some things for the for the ministry. Uh, and that night when I came in, she said, I, I want you to sit down. I'm like, what's going on? She said, well, you need to sit down. I'm like, okay, mom, you know, I need something. I got something to do. And she goes, no, sit down. You, you, I need to tell you something. So I sat down and she goes, well, we found your father. He's living in Philadelphia. Uh, he had been in a couple of accidents. He got hooked on uh, some painkillers and um, he ended up uh, getting killed by a police officer. Wow. And I said, what? And she shows me this this article, and it basically states that when they kicked the door in, um, he was yelling he was the Archangel Michael. He opened fire on the cops. They killed him, and, and he was dead. And mm. and so here I am sitting in, in in the kitchen going, okay, God, again, I'm in this moment of, God, what are you doing? I was trying to get to him, you know. And um, and so this is actually what propelled me into ministry was that night. So, so I recovered. I was like, okay, I don't understand everything, but okay. And I told my mom, I want to tell my sister what happened, and uh, – my sister's one year older than I am, and my mom needed us to go to the store. So uh, we drove out in my brand-new car, and I had to go to the bank to get some money. So I drive up to the ATM, and I punch in the code, and I'm waiting for my money. And I was just waiting for my sister. I had just told my sister what had happened, so she was in shock. And I was just sitting there, and I was waiting for the money to come out, and I heard footsteps running up to the car. So I thought to myself, what in the world? And, and fear tried to grip me, so like instantly I went into the presence of God. And I said, I'm not afraid. And then I felt something cold touch my temple. There was a guy trying to rob me. So I'm sitting in my car at a drive-up ATM. He's got the gun up to my head. And before I knew it, my arm was on the win- the, uh, the windowsill. And before I knew it, my hand reached up, grabbed the gun and his wrist, and snapped it back. And so the gun was away from my head. And I'm looking out the window, and I'm thinking to myself, what's in my hand? And I look down, and I realized that was God because I could have caused the gun to go off and kill myself or shoot my sister, but that's not what happened. And so I'm like, what's in my hand? And I look down, and it's a gun. And so I follow the gun in the arm up to the guy he has on a hockey mask. And I'm looking at his face, and now I'm like, what in the world? So he snatches the gun on my hand, and he runs off. And my sister later told me there was a guy behind him. There were two of them. Uh, and they went off laughing. And so, like, instantly rage just came over me. Like, these guys just tried to rob me. My father just – I found out my father got murdered. So I put the car in reverse because I was going to just run over him. Um, I hope I can say this on the radio. But anyway. Just, uh, it was yeah, a, as, long as, as long as it's clean. Yeah, <laughs> I keep it clean. So, but it was a – the ATM wasn't a straight ATM. It was like on a curb. And so I actually hit the curb. So I put it in into drive and went straight through the, the ATM, turned the corner, and they were running down this alley. And so I was just going to run over them, both of them. I was just going to smush them. And, um, but see, God's, God's grace and mercy is so powerful because there were huge potholes in mm. this alley. 
So literally, as I have the, I don't know if you ever put the pedal down to the floor of a car to just see how fast it go, but that's where I was at. And uh, and so the car was flying down the alley, hit the first pothole, and we we came flying up out of the pothole. My sister's head hits the roof; she's oh. screaming. We hit the ground, and the bottom of the car slams into the cement. And I felt it; I didn't care. And uh, and so I was still going. By the third pothole, though, I calmed down enough, and like the car <laughs> came to like to a slow stop, and uh, and they they went running off in the distance, and. Uh, I heard a voice say, you know, I killed your father this way by gunfire. I'm going to take your life the same way. Mm -hmm. And then I heard a a really soft voice said, say to me, he didn't give you life, so he can't take it. Mm -hmm. Then I realized that was God. And I told the devil, I said, devil, you done messed up, man. I said, I was just going to start a ministry. I said, you know, you should have left me alone. I said, now for the rest of my life, I am going to destroy your kingdom. I said, you messed up. You should have left me alone. And ever since then, I'm like on fire. Like, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to talk, talk to? I'm not afraid to go to anybody, talk to anybody at any time because God is the God that loves even the person that was trying to rob me. Mm-hmm. Right? So if we if we have any kind of fear, that's not of God, and you gotta you got to fight that and just operate in faith and let the things that would hurt you propel you into your power. Well, it's, and it's like uh, Dr. Evans said yesterday, you know, we we are defined by what God says in his word not by what other people say, not even what we say. Sometimes we're our toughest critics. Mm -hmm. We get upset with ourselves. I I could see doing something like that, and I know people, including myself, that have made some bad choices. Um, Because I reacted, I didn't respond, and and you go, I'm just a failure. Mm -hmm. Instead of sitting back and saying, no, I failed. Right. But yeah. with God, failure's never final. Right. I mean, look at Moses. Oh Moses gosh. tried to take it into his own hands, yeah. and, and he killed that Egyptian because I really believe that Moses had this deep inner sense that God protected him to do something great. Because oh, yeah. I think people who do stuff like he did, they just sense, they know, right? Mm-hmm. And so he tried to take it in his own hands, and then he tried to go help the break up two uh, Israelites, and they go, are you going to kill us like you did that guy? And he got scared, and he beat feet. Oh, yeah. And 40 years in the desert. Yeah, there's a part of that story that people miss. They think that Moses was a baby and got delivered to Pharaoh's daughter, and Pharaoh's daughter raised Moses. Mm-hmm. That's not what happened. What happened was he got delivered to Pharaoh's daughter, Pharaoh's daughter gave him back to his mother to raise to, because she had to breastfeed That's him. right. So Pharaoh gave him back to Moses' mother, and Moses' mother raised him and let him know who he was. I think she did, That's too. what was in his mm-hmm. heart. I was reserved for a purpose, and when he went to Pharaoh's uh, house, finally when he was a young boy, he knew he was being raised by the enemy. Yeah, He, he was uh, waiting for his moment. He always, I think, had that inner sense of who he was and yeah. who God made him to be. He knew that purpose. And, you know, if you're listening today, Maybe you don't know what your purpose is. Yep. If you live a life without purpose, it's going to be an empty life. You need to know. And um, Stephen has a website called MyPurposeMyPower.com. You can go there, check it out. Up in Virginia uh, is where he, Richmond, Virginia, he and um, Victor hang out. Stephen uh, and Victor up in Virginia. We're going to be right back for this last segment on SWAT Radio. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth. 
for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Doug McCary, welcome back to SWAT Radio. That's David Crowder with the red letters. Um, you know, I'm kind of ambivalent about the red letters because I think a lot of people give the red letters more credit than other parts of Scripture. It's all inspired. There is no part any more relevant than the other part. It's I mean, God. it's just all God's yeah. word. <laughs> but I like the song. <laughs> the red letters tell the story about Jesus. They do. I mean, it tell, a lot of times it's his words explaining who he is. So I get what he's saying. Hey, I'd like to give a shout-out real quick to our sponsors. Uh, thank you so much, Ace Door and Window, for uh, being our sponsor, and uh, Jeff Andrews with Highway to Eternity Ministries. Appreciate so much him. Tom Neal Trucking, thank you guys for uh, also being a sponsor, and uh, appreciate so much uh, just helping make this program possible. And I wanted to... Um, I wanted to jump in a little bit with Victor here in this last segment. By the way, if you have a question, you can certainly email it at ask at SWATradio.com or Doug at SWATradio.com. But, um, uh, Victor, tell us a little bit. You grew up in Columbia. You told me in the break you grew up in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. Um, so share, you know, what is your story uh, of of how how has God brought you to be with Stephen here and be up at Thrive Church. I mean, tell us, I mean, kind of your little journey. Yeah, this is beautiful, man. The, this is actually my second time being on the radio. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, whoa, like, yeah. what am I doing right now? Uh, the first time when I was like, when I was nine years old, and that was because of my dad. My dad, he's an evangelist. 
So I grew up basically in, in Colombia, right? In Colombia. Okay. He travels to different countries. Was that dangerous, by the way, being a, an evangelist down there? Did the drug dealers and the cartels... Uh, well, he they... traveled outside the country. So he went oh. to Peru, he okay. went to uh, Puerto Rico, different countries outside of okay. Colombia. Um, he also has 11 albums already recorded. So when I was brought up in my, in my home, a Christian home, I traveled with my dad. We came here to America when I was like 12, 13 years old. We worked with the church here in Florida for almost three years. Mm. And so... During that time, I would travel. I remember at 14 years old, I was in stage already preaching. Mm. And the thing, that, the thing that gets me the most is that a lot of times when it comes to testimony, people talk about like these crazy experiences they have and wow and this and that. And I haven't, like God has been so faithful to me. I don't, I don't have a crazy story to tell like that. But what I do have to tell is that God's faithfulness has been through all of my life. Yeah. How he kept me away. You were saying like how so many people get delivered from things. But mm-hmm. my testimony is how God has kept me away from those things mm-hmm. and it's just how god's faithfulness is through everything and at the same time after florida we came here uh with a religious visa with my family uh i come from my dad's side we have i have seven uncles and two aunts uh they're all family i'm telling you serving god musicians uh i have my oldest uncle whose his name is apostle eduardo cañas in colombia he has a Huge church over there. He has a mega church. Really? Yes, and so I come from that kind of like you, you know, you know, you prepare for something when your family um, for great things. Uh, at the same time, when I was here in Florida, we moved to Virginia because the, the church that we were working under uh, brought us here from Columbia because they wanted to bring that vision that my uncle had, and the vision was working with small groups and having fellowship. And that's what it takes. Working you mean with community? People. Community. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what it is. Community. Yeah. And yeah. that's how the church grew so much because of community. Because it's not just four walls. It's going out to the cities. It's on, going bro. out to well, the Well, the people. church is not the walls that's of the right. church. The church is it's the us. people. Come exactly. on. Well, I want to tell you one of the things, um, uh, Stephen, uh, that I see in Victor that encourages me is a passion for the Lord. Mm. And how old are you, uh, Victor? I'm 24 right now. So 24. Yeah, brother. So I'm 59. How old are you? I'm yeah. almost 50. Actually. All right. So, so, so you're about 10 years behind me. Mm-hmm. He, he's about 20 years behind you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so, so there's encouragement that mm. God is raising up people. And I mean, he was out there with us yesterday and just talking to him here in the studio. I'm encouraged at how God is continuing to raise up people. And like you said, he's faithful. Mm. He's faithful to himself. Yes. And, and the good thing is, is that as he connects you with Stephen and you're traveling here and I know you guys went over to another city to meet with another guy and you're mm-hmm. connected with Jeff Andrews, who's one of our SWAT brothers, you know, we don't see how God's weaving this incredible masterpiece of connection. Yeah. But I can tell you, I've got a list on my computer of about 80 names of people that throughout time of the last... 25 years mm-hmm. um he's allowed me to connect with yeah. um i mean guys that guys that i would i've read their books guys from other countries yeah. i've read their books here never thought i would see them mm-hmm. and i would get to spend an hour with them picking their brain over stuff oh, and i go God. why did god allow that it's because mm-hmm. he wanted the influence of that person in my life right. and i'm a nobody mm-hmm. i don't know anybody I just know him and he knows everybody yeah. and he has purpose for people. And so that's why I like my purpose, my power. 
when God wants to do something, it's like Dr. Evans said yesterday, there's nothing impossible for the God of all creation. That's it. And I think sometimes in the midst of COVID, in the midst of the racial or the, the ethnic tension, right. ethnic, yeah. Uh, yeah, and all that stuff going on, we get so discouraged and we forget that God is sovereign mm. over everything. Either he's sovereign over everything or he's not. Yeah. And yeah. the Bible clearly shows a history of his sovereignty. I mean, when you look at how he raised up Esther. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And he says, and Mordecai, Mordecai goes, listen, you know what? You can do this, but if he doesn't use you, he's going to use somebody else because he's faithful. And, and see, see, that's the thing. That's the thing about the calling. God needs us to step up because time is passing. So in time, we have to move when he's calling us because mm-hmm. there's people waiting for us to walk in our purpose and our power so they can be ignited and walk in their purpose and in their power. Mm-hmm. And we can't be afraid of it. We have to be ready to step out in faith. And just like we had no no idea that all this was going to happen, nope. leaving from Richmond, like and everything else that's happened. We're, we're you didn't a, even know you're going to be on the radio today. <laughs> we're shooting you? a documentary. Had no idea. I was so blessed to hear that you called and, and you want us to come back because we were actually heading like towards Miami. We're going to go a whole different direction just to see what the Lord has in store. And uh, but yeah, we turned right around and like no. We canceled everything else and was headed right back here. So. Well, listen, uh, real quick, because I haven't asked you this. Can people support what you're doing on your website? Is there a way for them to do that? Yeah, they can. I have a, right now I have the, just the Cash app. Uh, but if you go to my website, I actually have a gift for everybody that's coming because I really want to help people understand their purpose. So as soon as you go to MyPurposeMyPower.com, there's, there's a screen that will pop up, and you can enter your email right there, and you'll get – a gift that I'm giving out to everybody to help with self-discovery. But yeah, but I'm not talking about you giving. I'm talking about people wanting to give to help you and what you're doing. Well, How do they do that? That would be awesome. Uh, but on my website, there's there's a page that you can go to on my website. They, you can click on the contact page. You can just reach out to me directly, and we can work those details out. Or you can go to my podcast page. Uh, and on my podcast page, I have a link to my Cash App, uh, and you can give there as well. Yeah, so uh, I would encourage you to check out, again, My Purpose, My Power, dot com with Stephen and uh, just Stephen Walker and what he's doing there and his his heart to be and, you know Virginia's right now going through a tough time. It's a hotbed, brother. It's it's where slavery is. It's like one of the main places uh, ports for slavery, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot lot of uh, spiritual significance to that. Well, um, you know, and we didn't even think you know we didn't talk a lot about really the culture itself. Yeah, millennials, um, man. I want to really reach your millennials. Well, uh, one, yeah, one of the things, if you're listening today um, out in our uh, audience, can I encourage you, do not be afraid to reject critical theory, which is a big fueling thing in the, the racial prejudice and the, the riots right now. Mm. And critical theory says there's two classes of people. There's oppressed and there's oppressors. That is not a biblical concept right. at all. That is a Marxist concept. Mm. The biblical concept is there are two classes of people. There's believers and there's unbelievers. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two classes of people that you really see in the Bible. You have God's children and you have those that are not God's children. And God tells us very clearly in his word how we are to respond to those who are not his. In fact, Paul says it very clearly in Colossians chapter four, when he says, conduct yourself with wisdom 
toward outsiders. And in verse 6, he says, you should always be prepared, always be gracious in your speech to one another, knowing like salt and know how to respond to each person. Mm. Well, it's not loving to somebody when they are talking to you and they are using an unbiblical way of thinking of people. And because you're afraid, you don't address it or talk back to them. You just keep quiet. Mm. You know, you see signs in the, in the, in the, out in the protests that say silence equals violence. Right. That's crazy. Well, silence equals disobedience. Yeah, if you're yeah. a believer, mm-hmm. that's the bottom line. Yeah. And it, and that applies to uh, injustice, and that means that every person is entitled to the same opportunity for justice in this country. Mm-hmm. And so there is no social justice; it's biblical justice, right? Yes, amen. Brother. And so, That's sorry, good. I didn't even mean to go there, Stephen. That's I good. just went on tear. But anyway, <laughs> hey, we have come to the end of our time. Any last words, Stephen, to people listening? Yeah, just be encouraged. The best is yet to come. Keep your eyes on the Lord. He's going to guide you. And uh, just trust him to reveal your purpose. And if you need help knowing that, just go to my website, MyPurposeMyPower.com. What about you, Victor? Any last words? Check out our documentary after we're done with all of this. Yeah, it's going to be on the website. check that out? It'll be on the website. Okay, they're doing a documentary all this. So you can go to MyPurpose. MyPower.com. Yeah. Stephen Walker, pastor of Thrive of up there. Uh, he's pastor, a, your pastor care pastor. Care pastor. <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep trying to give you a promotion. That's all right. And his buddy, Victor Canis. Thank you, Victor, for being here also. Hey, listen, if you want to catch any past program, go to www.swatradio.com. We'll be back next week. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, and God bless you. All right. Praise the Lord. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's work to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spirit.